Why does he spend the least amount of time in Vrindavan and comparatively more time in Mathura and Dwaraka? Yeah. The same as like with Mahaprabhu. Krishna left uh, or appeared to leave Vrindavan at about what about eleven, eleven and a half years old, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at twenty-four. Such a young sannyasi, handsome, the world at his at his feet, and he took sannyas. What an opulence! Such an exhibition of renunciation. But, um, yes, comparatively, then Vrachetana um, Mahaprabhu, of course, it's, it's 50-50. He spent 25 years, four years in, in Nadia and 24 years in Puri and traveling. Two years to South India, sometimes spent to go to Vrindavan and lives in the world for 48 years. So, half and half. Krishna, of course, he said we've been for present for 125 years, so that's a long time. And only 11, 11, 12 years in Vrindavan. So your question, if that's the best, Leela, why spend such a short time there? <clears throat> One of the answers to the question uh, is um, derives from the fact that Krishna manifests his aboma lila, early earthly lila, to uh, uh, pick up, uh, cater to um, the uh, separation of very advanced devotees who have um, will be are in a position to take birth in the boma lila. Paritranaya sadhunam inashaya traduskritam. It is said that he comes to protect the devotees and to deal with the uh, non devotees, the miscreants, and establish Dharma. So, these three reasons the primary reason is to give protection to the devotees, and that means to really to uh, protect them from the, 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 the pain of their. Uh, separation, so he comes for them. <clears throat> and also we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita that uh, through the pen of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, Krishna speaking, uh, and he says that he is not very thrilled by the world and the way it looks at him. Mm-hmm. At best, People of the world, he says, worship me in awe and reverence. 
and this really does nothing for me. Meanwhile, my mother chastises me, my friends push me over, and so forth. And and this type of love gives me great pleasure, but, but no one's interested in that. And so the world is, although born out of love, Lokavattu Lila Kaivalyam, the love of Mahavishnu, as much as Lila, which is the free movement of Bhagavan that, that is not out of any uh, lacking, but again a, move, a movement out of fullness, means out of love. So said Lokavattu Lila Kaivalyam, Lokavattu, the world arises out of Lila. So this is the Shristi Lila, creation Lila. So the, the one, Vishnu, Mahavishnu, becomes many, <clears throat> not because he's having a bad day or anything like that, but but this is just out of out of joy. So, as I said the other night, we're we're made out of love, and we have to learn to make love to uh, to meet our our, our maker. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> that said, um, for the most part, uh, the jivas meet their maker in the form of. Narayan, Mahavishnu, who sends many avatars, manifests the scriptures and so forth through Brahma and so on. But uh, while this is going on, cycle after cycle, or day of, let's say, day of Brahma after day of Brahma, which is a thousand yuga cycles after a thousand yuga cycles, um, Krishna, as Krishna's Kaviras Goswami sees it, wants to bestow the opportunity for Raga Bhakti on the world. Hmm? He says, Mahavishnu, I made this as Mahavishnu out of love, but there is not that much love there. <laughs> uh, comparatively to the way in which I'm I'm loved in Vrindavan, so let me share that with the world. So, in this sense, Krishna manifests in the world just to showcase the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm? So the question is, well, why didn't he stay there longer <laughs> and make it more, uh, give it more more emphasis and so forth? And really the simple answer is that, properly understood, his apparent departure, which is an apparent departure because he kind of goes underground and he's present in Vrindavan, he's present in Vrindavan um, as much as if there is love of God, there has to be God. Hmm? And the love of God in Vrindavan is is, is uh, very intense, and uh, uh, there's no more um, glorious expression of such love. And so he he must be present there. They don't want to go anywhere else. Hmm? In other words, there's an apparent separation. He apparently goes to Mathura and Dwarka. Actually, those are his expansions, right? Mataraj Krishna, Vrindavan, Vasudev Krishna, born in Mathura, is, is a um, Vaibhava Prakash manifestation of Krishna. It's not Swayam Bhagavan himself. And Dwarakesh Krishna, Krishna Nastinapur, and so forth. So these are partial manifestations of the original Swayam Bhagavan, Virjanandan Krishna of Vrindavan. Now, apparently he leaves, right? He goes to the lake of, uh, what's it called, uh, with the Kura. 
the Kuragat, and uh, on the way, just before they get outside of the circle of, of Braj itself, and Krishna says, hold, stop, we'd like to take a bath here. So Krishna and Balaram enter the lake, and we've said before, Kuru goes to take uh, water the horse and comes back and looks in the lake and he sees uh, Vishnu uh, riding on Anantasesh. And he's stunned by this. And he looks again and it's Krishna and Balaram. But now this is this is the Vasudev Krishna and and Mool Sankarshan. Hmm? Coming for the, for the Mathura Leela. So meanwhile, Krishna and Balaram, they never go beyond that. They go just to the edge. They're there, but they're invisible. Hmm? Right? They become invisible. And um, we know also that Krishna has already taught a lesson in the Brajalila about why he sometimes disappears from his devotees. During the Rasalila, for example, Krishna disappeared. First of all, he disappeared to uh, showcase the love of Radha. Hmm? Because he left the Rasa dance, but he was with her. All the other gopis went to look for him. But then he left her also. And then they came upon her and saw her condition. And they they, they were very empathetic. Um, they saw that her separation exceeded all of theirs put together. Hmm. And so they consoled her, and together they went to the bank of the Jumuna and they performed a kirtan. Of course, Krishna came back, called by the kirtan, and they asked him, what kind of lover are you anyway, that you would act the way you do? And they gave him different options, and so on and so forth. And it's a beautiful part of the uh, uh, Ras Panchajai, five chapters about the, of the Ras Lila. And when it's all said and done, uh, Krishna explained that the kind of lover I am is such and such. The reason I left and disappeared was uh, to make your hearts grow fonder because it said in separation the heart grows fonder. When one has something valuable and loses it, then they feel the value of it that much more. And so he did this to increase their love, but of course, seeing the measure of their love, he was... confounded, of course, and he desired to taste it and so forth and so on. But my point here only is that we find in the context of the Leela, he's already taught, sometimes I disappear to increase my devotee's love. Hmm? So Krishna, in one sense, disappears and appears to go to Mathura and Dwaraka. Hmm? And the reason he disappears is to showcase the love of his devotees in Vrindavan, to all of us, that we might understand by that that this is the place where he is most present. This is the place place where he never leaves. He appears to leave, but they don't go after him. Gopis don't go running to Mathura and uh, everybody else. Hmm? Why? Because he's actually more present in Vrindavan. They're attached to Vrindavan They're not interested in Mathura, they're not interested in Dwaraka. Hmm? Yes, 
they went on the pilgrimage to Kurukshetra and so forth. Um, but even that, those are partial manifestations of the original inhabitants of Vrindavan who went. Expansions to meet the expansion of Krishna who's there. Hmm? It's very easy to understand. If Krishna never leaves Vrindavan, how will they ever leave Vrindavan? Why do they not want to leave Vrindavan? What it is it? What is it about Vrindavan? Vrindavanam, Aradhya Bhagavan Brajeshatanayas Tadama Vrindavanam. The Dhamma of Vrindavan is not non different from Krishna. Hmm? It's a consciousness. We call it Krishna consciousness, <laughs> and that's where he is. Uh, so this Vrindavan Krishna consciousness, he he never leaves there. If he had actually left, they would follow him. Hmm? But they don't. When they meet at Kurukshetra, Radharani says, you come to Vrindavan, more man Vrindavan. My mind is Vrindavan. Hmm? You have to put your feet there. Hmm? So uh, it ap- only appears that Krishna left, but actually he's there all the time. He never leaves. Never steps a foot, it said, out of Vrindavan. Hmm? I said before, while he appears to be physically in Dwarka, hmm, in the embrace of his queens, he's actually more present in his apparent physical absence in Vrindavan. And the queens know that. They know. Rukmini said, what can we do? At, at, you know, at night he, he sometimes sings out the names of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, so we know he's... His his heart is there, and Satyabhama says, "What are you talking? About? What do you know?" He does it in the daytime. Hmm. He's never really here. Hmm. He's absent. He's absent-minded, as far as we're we're concerned. His mind is is somewhere else. And here they are, queens, right? And his mind is with the uh, the uh, village girls of of Vrindavan. So, um, so. He appears to leave, and he appears to leave for killing Kamsa and establishing Dwaraka, teaching the Bhagavad Gita, all these things, right? Um, and they are helpful to us. Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sanyasalila is helpful to us. He taught Ramananda, he learned from Ramananda Roy, he taught Rupa and Sanatan Goswamis, he converted. Sarvabhoma, but the charge of Prakasananda Saraswati and Venkatabhata and so on and so forth. It's all very helpful to us. Bhagavad Gita is very helpful to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but properly understood, those leelas are really all indirectly showcasing the love of Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. And so, while he's in Mathura, while he's in Dwarka, you can get caught up in Isaac Prince, he's doing this, he's doing that, but underneath, if you follow carefully, hmm, there's this drama going on. When will he return? He said he was coming back. It's going to be just a few days. He went to kill Kams. Next thing, he's going to school. Next thing, there's a war. <laughs> you know, now he's in a war. Now he's, in, now he's not even in Mathura. He's in Dwarka. He's got a capital there. When is he ever coming back? Uddhava came. Hmm? From Matura said he was coming right back. He didn't come. Nanda came back empty-handed. Hmm? He said he'd bring him back. Balaram has come. Hmm? Um, he promised to bring him back. So this is ongoing. This is the real plot. 
this Dwarka and Mathura, if you have no Aishvarya in your bhav, hmm, then you know you won't get lost in you won't lose the plot. <laughs> so the Goswamis they never never lost the plot. Hmm? And their commentaries underscore the plot. Hmm? You have to pay very close attention to Nityam Bhagavata Sebaya to understand the Bhagavatam. Hmm? That's why this lobha, lobha means the sacred greed for following the inhabitants of Vrindavan and their kind of love. It's not easy to get. Hmm? It's not easy to get. It requires bhakti scars and then for it to for it to actually arise in one, uh, you have to study the Bhagavatam very carefully. Hmm? You could say, "Yes, yeah, so I want to be a gopi. It's so nice," but that's not loba. No, it derives from Goswamis have taught from studying the scripture very carefully, understanding what 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 it is. If you want it, and you have real greed for it, uh, uh, taste for it, it's driving your bhakti. You have to. It means you've understood what it is. Like we were saying the other night, sometimes people, devotees, ask, "Why should I? Die? I don't want to be selfish, so I don't want to desire to go to Vrindavan." Means you don't understand what Vrindavan is. It's like saying, or Sundar gave the example, um, uh, I, 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 I want to be like uh, Mother Teresa. Nobody's going to say, you know, that's selfish. Because Mother Teresa is an obvious example in the world, worldliness, in the religious world of, of, of selflessness, right? But the, the fact that Radharani is selfless, that Yashoda is selfless, that Sridham, Sudam, Subal, Angsi, Kinkini, you know, they, that they're all selfless, that's hard to trace out. In fact, Radharani, Radharani and the gopis look the most selfish. Because if they weren't selfish, how, how then uh, they would have stayed home, taken care of their families, not risked their re- reputation of their village. That the girls in this that village watch out for them. They're not chased over there in that village. The the whole village was was put in 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 into question, and they risked. They gave up their household duties, everything, crossed over the Dharma. It looks very selfish. Hmm. But it's selflessness to the extreme. So to understand all of that, this is it's, it's a big book, the Bhagavatam. And to get that out of that, you have to have good association and study this. Then you, then you say, I want that. Hmm. Properly understood, you want... I mean, the gopis are beautifully described in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and it holds true with other rasas really as well, that, that they're in Braj, their happiness is the happiness of Krishna. And, the, and there's bliss that comes from that. The only reason they accept the bliss is because it Krishna, makes Krishna happy, that they're blissful. Otherwise, they're not interested in, in their own bliss. Hmm? <laughs> it's a very extraordinary... Uh, example and the, and the measure of the selflessness is extreme. I've said before that there's in in the Bhagavatam you find a gradation of selflessness. There's of course a lot to be said about selfishness in the, in the material world, and then there are gradations of that. 
as well. The highest, if you will, gradation of selfishness, which looks like selflessness, and uh, uh, what would be uh, some um, self-sacrificing uh, for your country, uh, some um, philanthropic, um, altruistic um, pursuit, and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, there's a grade there, but it's still calm. Hmm? It's still under the bodily conception of life. Calm and prem, they're two different things. They're not the same. It's not that you just less and less calm, less and less calm, and, and then you get turns into prem. It doesn't work like that. Prem is bhakti. It's under the sarup shakti. Calm is under the maya shakti. Hmm? That doesn't mean we shouldn't advocate for less and less more subtle forms of calm. And any kind of giving is some beginning, in, in, in one sense, to develop a, a giving and sacrificing tendency, even if it was in the context of karma, hmm, is, 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 is good. Hmm. Good karma is better than bad karma, because it's not going to necessarily get you um, bhakti. But if you develop some tendency towards giving... Well, that's that, that that's good, hmm? um, and of course, if calm is the shadow of the light of prem, there's something to be learned about the substance from the shadow. So we have some shadow experience of love, and that's why when we hear about love, prem, the inhabitants of Vrindavan, we can resonate with it. Because we have some, we're dancing in the shadows, some semblance of it. Hmm? Um, it's not really, it's kind of the opposite of it, but probably we call it as like a, a perverted reflection. So, okay, there you go. Same thing, shadow. You know, you see the reflection, you see it, but it's backwards. Hmm? So, calm is praying backwards, inside out. Still, you, arguably, you can learn something from the shadow about uh, the substance. Hmm. Right. Uh, so, and for that matter, as I say, the gopis love the, the mother Yasoda's love, the, uh, the coward's love for Krishna. From the Vaikuntha, godly love perspective, looks weird. It look it doesn't look like selfishness. Hmm? Overtly, it, 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 the, the gopis are are looking uh, selfish. The cowards don't look like they're serving Krishna. They're telling, "Hey, you, we're we're equals," you know. So sometimes they serve him. Sometimes he serves them. Hmm? That's Sakuras. Vishwamba, complete confidence. Um, so it's you have to look under the uh, in between the lines. So for good association, good association, we can get that and we can understand that love. And so to be to be eager for that is to be eager with an understanding of what it is. Mm-hmm. And that understanding comes from the scripture. That eagerness that is not based on understanding the scriptures is only a facsimile of that. It's only a myic representation of greed, taste, 
and it'll go on for some time. And Radharani's got this color dress, and uh, but add that to your information base, and so forth. Jai Radhe, and and yeah, and not everybody wearing tilak is in Radhaban is a Raghunuga Bhakta. Jiva Goswami says, when the loba ruchi comes in the heart, it makes the heart like a crystal. Crystal is pure. And then the rag that you want, next to it, colors it. So he's saying the lobe, loba, that is the eligibility for trading the rag mark, it immediately cleanses the heart. Hmm. It's a very conservative explanation of of loba, hmm. Hmm. and that is the eligibility to begin. Of course, what happens if you're initiated into rag mark sampradaya, hmm. but uh, but you have got loba. If you have loba from the previous life, then the loba will manifest, and then you'll it'll guide you to a guru. But you can get the loba in this life, in which case you'll be initiated in a Gaudiya Sampradaya, practicing, and then loba will come after some time. So what are you doing in the meantime? Are you inviting bhakti? You're not doing rag bhakti because you don't have loba. You're not doing vaiti bhakti because you don't want to go to Vaikuntha. That's where Jiva Goswami comes up with his term, ajataruchi. He calls loba, ruchi, taste, same idea. They don't have it, but they're initiated. The implication is in, in, in rag, mark, sampradaya. So whatever they are lacking in loba they, is, is as much as they can't participate in certain aspects of rag bhakti. Hmm? Rag bhakti is very much about smaranam. Jiva Goswami says you can't do smaranam without a pure heart. Hmm? Kirtan you should do, that will purify the heart. So, at least certain aspects of Aragnoga Bhakti would be, let's say, difficult to meaningfully engage in without a purified heart. But there are other aspects of it you can engage in. Combine that with Vaidhi Bhakti, and then when Loba manifests, as it does, then you can embrace all of the practices and so forth. Hmm? So, not a cheap thing. <clears throat> Requires some understanding, hmm? not just a sentiment. Hmm? Right? So, what does it mean to be uh, uh, a Brajabasi? Hmm? Krishna wants to show this, showcase their love. Hmm? So, uh, the whole of the Krishna Leela, that's what it's all about. It's showcasing this love. And and Matura and the Dwarka Leelas are reflecting back on it. There's things we can learn from them. We study carefully, as I say, the commentaries of the Goswamis, they never lose the plot. Therefore, they remind you, hmm, when is Krishna going to go back? <laughs> oh, he's going to go back. Oh, right. He's going to go back to Vrindavan. Hmm. Ordinary person reads the book and and, for, and 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 like you say, well, it's only the first so many chapters, thirty-five, some chapters, 
what is it, 99 chapters, 10th canto, hmm? 90. So, the third, and then, and then all this cool stuff starts happening, right? There's the wars with Jarasandha, there's the building of the fort in Dwaraka, and uh, there's 108 queens, and, you know, I mean, you got the kids 11 years old, you know, that's cute. You've got some pictures of it, we remember, but the real life is, uh, <laughs> is grown up now. He's become a statesman. He is a celebrated uh, hero hmm? on the battlefield, and uh, he was, he's the first person worshipped in the Rajasuya. He's in the government, for God's sake. He's like, you know, uh, a ro- royalty. He's become royalty from rags to riches. He was a story. He was a cowherd only. Now he's become... He came and said, I'll take those clothes of Kamsa for myself, me and Ram. He told the tailor, I'll take those. We'll put those on. We'll go to the wrestling match in the king's attire. Hmm. Right? They become princes. So an ordinary reader just loses the plot there. Right? Gets caught up in, in... what happens in Matura and then, and then, 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 then Dwarka, especially Dwarka, you get lost there. He's got all these queens, and you know, okay, so he had a girlfriend when he was a kid, you know. <laughs> he's married now. He's got his own family. Hmm? How many sons he has in Dwarka? So many. Hmm? With sixteen thousand queens, this is his real life. Like I said, we just got some photos. You know, some people got a few photos to to remember him, and just, hmm. so it's easy to lose the plot. Hmm. But the Goswamis, they never lose the plot. They they really understand the Bhagavatam. So by studying their commentaries, we can see he's left Vrindavan to showcase their love. And every now and then, somebody's going back, sending a message. Right? First, there's Uddhava, as I said. Hmm. And then Balaram's going. Hmm. These are just, oh yeah, send a message to those people. Like, send a letter home, you know, to mom. Yeah. No, this is the real the real plot. And ultimately he does um, return there. He goes, he kills Dantavakra. Hmm. And Goswamis have shown. From this verse, it says here, hmm, Natura, and he goes there, crosses the river, has union with them, and that Vrindavan Leela then becomes unmanifest. Hmm? Then the Vrindavan Krishna is gone, left the world. Dwarakesh Krishna plays out the Leela and ends. Hmm? So, really, he never leaves there, right? Really, he never leaves. Hmm? And his apparent leaving is is all for the purpose of showcasing the separation there of those devotees. What happens to them? They never give up thinking about Krishna, even for a minute, and he's gone all this time, and he's become a king, and they, and they don't, and they're, and they're not, they're not ready to just go move to Dwarka and hang out with him there. Hmm? So what's the speciality of Vrindavan? He appears to be gone. They can't live without him, but they can't leave Vrindavan you think if they like him so much, why don't they help them move to Dwarka? For God's sake. Your kids become a, a prince, you know, go live there in a palace. No, they're not interested. They like Vrindavan, Govardhan Hill, Jamuna. 
Hmm? All the forests of Vrindavan, the cows. Hmm? This is all Vrindavan. This is all Krishna. This is this is the Madhurya, the sweetness. Hmm? Right? These are all part of the ingredients. They have to be there. Hmm? It's a it's a composite. Right? Right? The different rasas and so forth. Hmm? All that that intimacy and sweetness. So. So there, so Krishna is actually more present there than he ever is in Dwarka or Mathura. That's the kind of secret teaching, and it comes out in the, pa- the power and the measure of their love that's showcased in his um, apparent um, absence and how they responded to it. Therefore, these sections where Balaram goes back and speaks to them, when Uddhava comes back and speaks to them, these are very important sections of the Bhagavatam. Hmm. That's where you, you, you keep keep the, keep the plot if you follow that. Huh? Uh, hmm. That's where Krishna's mind really is. Of course, the Goswamis have played it out further in their texts, their their books, and so forth, their commentaries, and their in their own own lila granthas and so forth. So, so yeah, it's the most important uh, place. Highest place. This is where Leela, really, the word really has its uh, complete application because there's no there's no Dharma being established there. There's no, that's like a, some work to be done, some duty, got to establish Dharma, speak the Bhagavad Gita and so forth. That's, that's like, uh, duty is a little different than play, Right? Like I got, I've got some obligation now. Hmm? No obligation in Vrindavan. Spoiled kid. Hmm? Just going out and herding the cows and hmm? just whimsical, whimsical Krishna, doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Hmm? The full face of Leela. So there he must be there, even though he appears not to be. He must be there. We, we can detect that from their love and from careful study of the Bhagavatam. Does that help? Yeah. So that's our deal. That's where we want to go. We have to come to that understanding. What is the nature of that love? Then then we find out how to, how to pursue it and so forth. And gradually, gradually, some taste for that becomes a driving factor in our practice. Some interest in that. Hmm? Yes, Jiva Goswami said that lobo immediately cleanses the heart. He said it, its its symptom is that there's there's no interest in anything else other than bhakti. Hmm. Still, you know, maybe you have some shadow of it, or some a little. You have the sangha, sadhusanga. Obviously, you're in a godi sampradaya, it's ragmarg sampradaya. You're teaching carefully. This is the ideal. This is the ideal. This is the ideal. So gradually, gradually. Hmm. One starts to understand that, become attracted to that, and it starts to become the driving force in their practice. Hmm? And then the do's and don'ts, they're, they're automatically done. Hmm? They're automatically adhered to, not, without thinking about it. Hmm? Rather than they being the driving force in one's bhakti, that would be the bhakti motivation. Does that help? Yeah. Okay.
What's the time? Anything else? Maharaja, question regarding the um, sort of a common theme that you see in the Leela is the, what you're talking about is Krishna coming or Krishna going. Krishna is going to the forest with Balaram and Mother Yashoda is trying to hold him back. Yeah. Or Krishna's coming from the forest and Mother Yashoda is waiting for him. Or Kuru is taking Krishna away from the gopis. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be a, a, a one of the things that's, as you say, is showcased in Vriya Bhagavatam Rita and in the Bhagavatam, sort of the, the tension that builds up from anticipation for Krishna or loss of his association. Well, I guess, um, you know, there's, those are, you know, small examples of what is union for one sector of devotees, the forest people. And creatures, and cowherds, and cows. When Krishna goes all day with them, and the, uh, and the separation for uh, Nanda Yashoda to stay in the village, and then vice versa, coming home. So, he's in small ways, even in the even in uppercut Leela, this union is separation. They they work together. Hmm. I can't separation makes the heart grow fond or it makes the union more desirable. People who sometimes used to say, if you're happy forever, how will you know? That, you know, uh, if there's no sadness, how will you know? It's kind of a silly question. But but we say there's sadness in Vrindavan too. <laughs> it's no problem. <laughs> so there's separation, there, there's union. Um, pravas, uh, I guess that's a long separation. What's the word for the small separation? There's Purvarag, there's or union, I should say, Purvarag, um, Man, Prema by Chitya. These are types of separation. Pravas, they have corresponding unions. Somebody in Sambhog, we were talking about the other day, corresponds with the Pravas, long time separation. I forget, I forget the name for this, the shorter. Uh, um, uh, anyway, so it's a, it's something like that. The idea that they're, 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 the Leela's moving between high tide and low tide, two banks of the river of love, union and separation. It's going this way, it's going that way. And they complement one another. Hmm? So, so we worship this union and separation. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's union and separation together in one. What else? You had a question? Yeah, when you say Srimad Bhagavatam, do you usually mean specifically the tenth kanta of Srimad Bhagavatam? Yeah, that is is when Rupa Goswami says, uh, for example, he, he speaks of five potent forms of sadhana. Sadhu Sangha, Nam Kirtan, Bhagavat Shravan. Sadhu Sangha, Nam Kirtan, hearing the Bhagavatam. Then uh, living in in Matura and worshipping the deity, uh, the other two. And Jiva Goswami comments, when he says, um, hearing the Bhagavatam, he means the tenth canto. <coughs> but you know, there's also something to be said, that to understand the tenth canto, and all the implications, the other cantos, should not be neglected. But uh, but 
if you were in a good position to hear the tenth canto, having a good understanding overall, then you'll be able to draw more for it. And then here, those are where this is what the book's about: Satyam Param Dimahi. That's what it's about. It says in the first verse, Satyam Param Dimahi, the meditation of the Vrindavan people on the Supreme Brahman. That's what it's about. Satyam Param, that's Krishna. Dimahi means meditation. It's a book about their meditation, that's my understanding, their meditation upon Krishna. Hmm. That's what the book's about. And it, and it, and it takes its most uh, beautiful uh, form hmm, in the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam, especially in the chapters of the Dhamadar Leela and the chapters of the Agasur and Dainakasur, Leela, Sakiras, and the five chapters of the, of the uh, Rasa Leela. We have the Madhurya Rasa, Sakirasa, Vatsalya Rasa, centers of the book. And, and this is the difference between the Bhagavatam. You know, you have other books like Harivam's Purana. You have, that's the Purana about the family of Hari, right? You have Vishnu Purana. You have um, um, Brahma Vaivarta Purana. You have um, Padma Purana, Vishnu Purana. These are Sattvic Puranas. And Leelas of Krishna are given there, too. Other na- names are given of gopis and things that you don't find in the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. But they're more or less like um, just renderings of the Leela in terms of sequence. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Hmm. Bhagavatam's not like that. Hmm. The Bhagavatam is, is bringing out the feeling. It's the history of the feeling of the people of Vrindavan. Hmm. You're not going to get uh, Batsalya Rasa from reading the Padma Purana. Even though you're going to read the story about Dhamadar in there, you know, and this happened, this happened, this happened. It's just like a recording of events. It's 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 not it's not a rock. They're not Ras Shastras. This is a Ras Shastra. It's just like it's it's, it's for Rasikas. It's it's it, it, it arouses Rasa. Hmm. It, it, that's the whole purpose of it. So yeah, that's a very potent form. Hmm. Um, but you know, it, it has a philosophical basis, it has a theor- theological underpinning and so forth, and this comes out in the 11th canto, in the 1st canto, the 2nd canto, other cantos are important too. Hmm? But what is what is Uttam Bhakti? It's defined in the 1st canto, it's defined in the 3rd in the, in the, uh, canto, Kapiladev. Hmm? That's why the Sandarbhas are useful. Jiva Goswami is going and pulling this verse from the Bhagavatam, this verse from the Bhagavatam, this verse, this verse, and showing you all these theological points putting it all together into a theology. Sandarbha means like a necklace. He's taking all these verses like different jewels and stringing them on a necklace. Hmm. So from books like that, you get an understanding of the Bhagavatam, that, uh, all the points uh, that underlie the ground, if you will, that the Leela is being performed upon. The tattva. He's the tattva acharya. So that's important. Tatva, but forgetting 
the feeling for Krishna, then the, uh, this is the tenth canto, the stories. Hmm. And so, if one has real taste for that, then he or she can chant about those names, those stories, read about those continually. Hmm. But to get that, uh, no one gets that. No one gets that without understanding the Bhagavatam comprehensively. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to be a scholar and remember all these verses and be able to give a lecture or anything like that. Hmm? But if they've got it in this life, really, then they studied in the last life. Mm-hmm. This is for sure. Hmm? And therefore that so-called greed, taste of the Jairadhi, you know, the Raganugi, uh, that that doesn't know any tattva. It's, it's, it, they don't know who is Radharani, who is Alita. What what is the implication of that? What does it mean? And therefore, you have these people say, "I wanted to become a Manjari, so I was studying the." the, the there was a twelve-year-old girl, and uh, so I was sitting meditating on her because I wanted to become a Manjari. I know the guy, a guy like this is what he said. He, this was his meditation. It was a twelve-year-old. She got arre- she arrested the guy. <laughs> and what is he seeing? He thinks he's he thinks he's he thinks that this is what Prem is. That is calm. The movements of a twelve-year-old girl or boy or whatever. It's all kama. It's not Prem. It's not bhakti. Hmm? He's looking at selfishness. Hmm? And thinking that that I'll understand frame by that because she moves like that, so it's 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 a it's a kind of an understanding, if you will, that that doesn't have any under uh, underpinning of theology, philosophy, and so forth. Hmm? Yeah, I mean you can understand something about the substance from the shadow, but but hmm. <laughs> yeah. the teaching is that. Not to become like a young girl, but to become a sadhu. That's the teaching. Become a sadhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to understand Radha's love. He became a sadhu. He became a sannyasi. And he didn't look at young girls. (laughs) That was not his way. His way was to become a sadhu. Not everybody would be a sannyasi, but I mean to be a sadhu. Sadhaka's life. Hmm? Not the life of some worldly person. Hmm? That's how you understand. How did Sukadev understand? He didn't know anything about mundane love, and he taught it to everybody. He had no experience of mundane love, and he taught it to the whole world. Prem, through teaching to Prakrit Maharaj, right? So it has nothing to do with the world. Still, uh, it's a shadow. So, again, if, we're, if we have some acquaintance with the shadow, then the substance will seem. We may be able to relate to it to some extent. Does that help? Mm-hmm. All right. What did you mean by conservative explanation of? Uh, well, some people give this liberal explanation of loba, like you heard heard it, you like it, you heard loba. Here's your sort of day, everything, let's go. Hmm. So they say, yeah, he's got a little bit, but the, but the heart hasn't become like a crystal. 
Right? Rupa Goswami is kind of terse. He says, if for some time, hearing the Bhagavatam, one develops a little taste for the way in which the inhabitants of Vrindavan um, love Krishna, this is called loba. This is what you need in order to... So, sounds good. Yeah. Um, Jai Radhe. Every young girl likes Radharani. You know? Every, every girl's got loba. <laughs> doesn't work like that. <laughs> they, they have to read the further explanations and look at Bhakti Sandarabha, Jiva Goswami is explaining it. Hmm? All right, we'll stop there. Shidaji Gopal ki jai. We wish that Guru Paramparaki jai. Gold Bhakti Vrindaki jai. Gold Primanamani jai.